Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Laura McGowan. It's been a competitive job market all year, but the good news is that hiring is seen an uptick. This is your opportunity to make your next career move and make them with confidence. Here to teach us how to make confident job moves is Adenola, a career coach to high achievers, who's also sharing overlooked interview mistakes and tips for communicating your value. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Adenola. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Okay. So tell us about your background and what you're doing today. Yes. So I'm Adanella. I am a career strategist and a coach to high achievers. So I teach mid to to senior level, particularly mid to senior level corporate professionals, how to land new jobs they love. And I love doing it. I've been doing it for a number of years now. So it's like back of my hand, (laughs) but yes, I'm a career coach and career strategist. And what were you doing before career coaching? Yes. So I actually was in PR. So before career coaching, I thought that I was going to be a PR heel clacking executive. Like I, that was my goal literally yes. since sophomore year of high school, which is weird because who knows? We must have been want- reading the same magazine because I had the same goal. <laughs> and I know what look you're talking about. <laughs> yes. Who as, as a sophomore in high school knows that they want to go into PR. Like most people don't even know what PR is, but somehow I knew that that's what I wanted to do. And so I was hell-bent on it. I ended up getting a job at a global PR firm. It was exactly what I wanted. I had the dream job quite early in my career. I was working in the global chairman's office. Like It was like the real deal. And I found myself in a place that I didn't expect to be in. You know, when you do all the things that you thought you wanted, you get the things that you thought you wanted, no one really prepares you for realizing that you don't want it anymore or that it's not as fulfilling as you thought it was going to be. And so that's where I found myself, quite frankly, lost because I, I had done the things that I wanted to do. So now what do I do? And so that was where I found myself. And, you know, with time, I was able to work myself out of that hole that I felt, felt like I was in and was able to navigate that and land a better job somewhere else doing something that was not at a global PR firm, but was much more fulfilling for me. And that's kind of what prompted me to be able to kind of like, it was like the starting, the the stepping stones of what I've been able to create in my business. Because from there, I had other people who are like, you feel the same way. And I don't really know what to do about it. And 
I was able to not knowingly then create this process that has now helped, you know, hundreds and countless of maybe millions through my Forbes articles, like be able to help them land the next roles that they really want. So I always say like, I went through this boot camp that I didn't know that I needed to go through, but it's helped me be able to help others. And so for that, I am grateful for that experience. Yeah, it's quite a shock to the system to be chasing this thing for so long, get it and then be like, wait, I'm not I'm not happy in this. And now what do I do? I we had someone come on the show earlier this year. And she talked about the quarter life crisis and how it's something that's so familiar. And so few of us know how to handle it. And that is one of the times for sure that makes people say, I am where I thought I wanted to be. Why am I not fulfilled? And it's right. interesting because you it's almost like we were taught that the formula for fulfillment was one plus one equals two. And as long as you did that, you had it. And what you learn later on in life is like, Ugh, it's not a formula. Unfortunately, it's never just say do this and do that. And, and that's it, which is why, you know, fulfilling careers are sort of this lifelong journey and why yes. it's like professionals like you exist, because it does require someone to teach you and new behaviors and new, really new mindsets. So that's, that's a really interesting. Thank you for sharing your story. Obviously you're a career coach. Now you said you're, you're, you basically help people who are kind of like you high achievers move out of whatever they're doing into something new. So you're probably familiar with the fact that it's a, a very competitive job market right now. And you know, I, I, f- I feel like every time I go on LinkedIn, it just, it's overwhelming how many mm. really talented, incredible people are looking for a job. So where do you tell the job searchers who come to you right now in 2023 to start? I mean, I think you raised an interesting point as far as like going on LinkedIn, like LinkedIn can either be something that fills you with so much doubt or encourages you the way that yeah. you, depending on how you see it or who you're following. Right. But I do think that right now with so many different layoffs over the past year and so many different, I would say, especially with the tech industry kind of shaking a lot more than most people would have expected. It can make you feel like, where do I fit or where do I go from here? And I, and I think that if you're feeling that way, that it's 100% valid You're not alone in that feeling. And I think it's important to just acknowledge that maybe if you are in a place where you're looking for a job, not because you just want a new job, but because you have to, then just acknowledge that, you know, maybe that's not how you expected this year to be going for you right now. And that's okay. And I think sometimes this is important because if you just try to push your way past those feelings, then you probably won't show up as confidently or as excitedly as you could if you just acknowledge how you are feeling. So number one, I will say that if you are in a place where you're not quite content with where you are in your career. And if LinkedIn doesn't make you feel good about that, then maybe don't look at the feed on LinkedIn so that you can really focus on where you are and what you want next in your career. Because honestly, I know that sometimes, especially in the past when I haven't been where I wanted to be, comparing myself is a big factor in how I, in my mood, right? Because then you start looking at other people and you're like, oh my gosh, well, this person is looking for a job. So maybe how can I get a job if they're looking for a new job? Or this person just got that job. Am I even capable of getting that job? Like you can take it so many places. So number yeah. one, I would say you should focus on yourself and it's so easier said than done. But I really do think that because before you jump into your job search, you really need to get clear on what do you want? Right. Maybe again, maybe you're looking for a job because you've been at the same company for years, which is like, I would say like half of my clients, like they've been at the same company. I would say probably 80% of my clients have been at the same company for years and they're ready for something else. But maybe you're in a place where you're like, I just got laid off. I need a new job. I don't know what that looks like. 
wherever you find yourself, I would say, get clear on what do you want, right? Because if you just throw yourself into your job search, start applying for those jobs, start updating your resume, you're just going to be throwing things at a wall and you won't really have clarity on what it is that is worth your time and energy. So get clear on what you want so that when you do start looking for jobs, you know which jobs are worth your time, which jobs are really exciting for you and which jobs you don't need to spend three hours at midnight applying to because you won't even like the job in the first place, right? So I would say get clear, ask yourself, what are you wanting? What are you looking for? What is the role fit for you? What is the company fit for you? So that when you do approach your job search, you have your own criteria, you have your own benchmark that you can use to help you decide on what is worth your time. And then I would say from there, it's really important to get clear on what is the story that you want to tell about why you're ready for this role and what ways do you want to start implementing so that you do stand out and communicate your value in a way that regardless of how many other people are looking for a job, you are the person that they want to hire because of how you communicated what you can do for them in that role. Hoping to budget your food expenses this fall, get more bang for your bite with America's best value meal kit. Our sponsor, EveryPlate, has no hidden fees, so you can count on great value week after week. Plus, only pay for what you need with pre-portioned ingredients. Choose every plate over takeout to save money while still enjoying fresh, satisfying meals. Their meals are substantially cheaper than your average fast, casual meal. They're the easiest way to eat affordably. Put the money you save towards making great fall plans. Plus, you can customize meals to fit your cravings with a la carte available in every plate extras. Choose from a lineup of easy, delicious dishes like cherry glazed meatballs, panko crusted blue cheese chicken, and cheesesteak sandwiches and then add sides and desserts to your liking, or combine a couple favorite recipes into one. Every plate has been a total game changer for me. All of their recipes are delicious, but my personal favorite is the zesty shrimp linguine. I'm basically getting restaurant quality meals right at home. Every plate's simple 30 minute recipes have made my weeknights stress-free. I love being able to cook with my family and spend the time I would have spent making grocery runs instead enjoying my evenings in. If you want to simplify your life, elevate your dinners, and spend more time with your loved ones, every plate is the way to go. Get a meal for only $1.49 by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and then entering the code 49TCCPOD. So it's like the career contestant pod. So one more time, that's everyplate.com slash podcast. And then when I ask you for the code, you're going to say 49TCCPOD, P-O-D. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing conversations to come. New episodes of With Wit are available every Tuesday on all platforms. Shopify has truly revolutionized the way people do business. As a business owner myself, I know how sometimes you have to juggle a lot of tasks at once. And when it comes to e-commerce, things can get complicated very quickly. Shopify is a game changer. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the, did we just hit a million order stage? Shopify is there for you to help you grow. 
Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love about Shopify is how customizable it is. Regardless of what your business is or how big or small it is, Shopify offers a wide range of customizable options and a user-friendly interface to match. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash career contessa, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash career contessa now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. One more time, that's shopify.com slash career contessa. I agree 110% with everything you're saying. I know someone listening to this on the other end is going to say, okay, I can come up with my own criteria. I know that I'm looking for, this is the job title. I want remote. I want this type of company. You know, like people I feel like can come up with, you know, if we're talking about hundred percent of the criteria, maybe they can come up with a good amount, like 80% of the criteria on their own. The challenge I think after that, that you probably get asked a lot too, is where do I find these jobs? Like now I have my criteria. How do I figure out, you know, who's hiring that meets this criteria? What are your tips for that? Right. Good question. And I do, you're right. I do get that question and that thought a lot. And I always challenge the person who does say that because often when people say, oh, I know what I want, I'll ask them, what do they want? And they'll say things like, I want a remote job. I I don't want a micromanaging boss anymore. I want a better culture. I want to make more money. And those things are great. But those things are not what the company is hiring you for. And so when we talk about what do you want in your next job, it's important to know the things that will make you feel good in that job. But we have to take it a step further to get clear on what are the things that will actually allow you to be hired for that job. So what what is the work that you really want to do? If you want a great culture, what kind of culture does that look like? Because that could mean a lot of things for a lot of people. Some people want more autonomy. Some people want more collaboration. And so I I just want to say that because I know there is someone saying, well, and it's like, well, let's talk about it a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, I love that. It's it's an important (laughs) distinction too of like, well, what kind of work do you want to be doing? Which I think people also forget about. We used to have this saying when I worked at Hulu that we were builders and some people were builders and some people were maintainers. Neither was Mm. good or bad, but that we were more of a culture of builders. And I always thought that was really interesting because in recruiting, we would talk to people and we would ask them like, when's the last time you built something from scratch? And part of it was like, it was a culture question, you know? And so to your point, like understanding also like, what do you like to work on? Do you like to build right. things? Do you like to maintain things? Do you like to manage things? Like these are all really important questions. And then I think like getting clarity on that and then trying to go out and fry, I, I feel like the clues yeah. are in the job description probably, right? Yes, I was going to say that. So when it comes to finding those jobs, a lot of times, like I think there's a stat, it was, 
I probably read in a Harvard Business Review, but that most people spend 15 seconds reading a job description. And I joke and say, like, our food doesn't even get warmed up well within 15 seconds. (laughs) (laughs) And so if you're only spending 15 seconds reading a job description, you are not spending enough time determining if that place is worth your time for the next month, if you're going to be interviewing with them for a month or even the next year or two, if you're going to be working there. And so I think it starts with being more intentional about even the first part of the job search process, which is reading the job description and really determining from what you're reading, does this showcase things that you are looking for in that next role based on what you know you want? Are they saying those things? Are they talking about those things? I think I always tell my clients, like, it's important to first know if they're even talking the talk before we make sure if they're walking the walk. And if you aren't paying attention to that, then you're going to have a harder time or you're going to kind of find yourself on a slippery slope where you're like, is it what I want? Is it not what I want? Because you haven't really taken that time. So I would say, number one, the simplest and most overlooked thing that most people don't do is read the job description and not just read it to say, oh, can I make this work? But read it to say, does this really align with my expertise and my skills and my interests? Mm -hmm. So a lot of people struggle. You talked about communicating value. A lot of people struggle to communicate their value in a concise yet impressive way. And I'm emphasizing the word concise because I feel like sometimes you'll ask the question, tell me about yourself and it's like a 30 minute answer, right? So part of, part of this formula is that you have to be, it's much, it it comes across much more impressive. And like you have a lot more self-confidence when you are concise and direct about it. What are your tips on how people can communicate their value and, and answer that? Tell me about yourself question. Yes. Okay. So those are, that's twofold, right? So communicating your value and answering the tell me about yourself question is two. We can talk about this for days because I love this conversation, but I'll start with communicating your value. I believe that number one, this is why it is important to get clear on what you want, because oftentimes high achievers, when it comes to landing that next role, one of the reasons why they struggle to land that next role is because when they are talking about themselves, they focus too much on their career history. So when they're talking about themselves, they might say a lot more about the journey of their careers, of how they started here and, and then what happened after that, and then how they spent this amount of time at this company, and then what happened after that company, and then how they got that job through that friend who connected them to that opportunity. And then now they're there and now they're ready for something different. Like they just go through the whole entire journey of their career. Even if when, when they're talking about their results, they'll talk about all of their results and say like, I hope you see how amazing I am and hire me. And that's really the mindset that they approach their interviews with. But instead, you want to focus on what does the company need, number one? What are they looking for? Why is this job even available? What are the results and challenges that they're hoping that this person solves? And then you want to look at your skills and say, what about my skills proves that I can solve these challenges? And then when you go into those conversations, you want to approach talking about yourself from that perspective, from the perspective of this is what they're looking for. This is the proof I have to show that I can do it so that when they're talking to you, they leave the conversation clear, not just that you're great, but they leave the conversation thinking and knowing that you're great for that particular role. Because that's something that happens often where clients well, they'll come to us like, oh, like I'm getting all these interviews. So I'm not getting job offers. I hear from followers often too. And they're like, 
I, I know that I'm amazing. I know that I'm good. I'm, they tell me I'm amazing, but they don't hire me. And that's because you're focused on, you're probably telling them all the ways that you're amazing and they see it. They know it. You worked at those great companies. They see the results that you've brought to those companies, but you haven't drawn the line between that and why they need you for the specific problems that they want you to solve. And so going into the tell me about yourself question, I always say that you want to approach interviews from the perspective of even when they're not asking, they want to know why should they hire you? So yeah. even when they ask the tell me about yourself question, you want to keep that in the back of your mind that this is the first question that they're asking, but they really want to know why should we hire you? Yeah. So when you're telling them about yourself, you want to frame it from the perspective of what are the high level details they need to know about you to know that they should hire you for that job. So in my coaching program, we have a a three-step formula for that. And it really just talks about how you want to kind of give them a general perspective of here's the expertise I bring to the table. Or if you're in a place where you're going for that, that senior leadership role, maybe you talk about all the years you've developed over that over your career. And then you frame it in a way that's in alignment with that role that they're looking for. And I always say, give them a result, give them an, a high level achievement of what you, you've always been able to do. And then I always try to close it with why this matters now, right? So because of my experience in yada, 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 doing all of these amazing things that are relevant to the job, I'm really looking forward to be able to leverage this experience for in this next type of role, which, is which has made me excited about this opportunity to talk to you about this position today. Right. And so mm -hmm. really making sure that you're not just giving people overlook of all the things that you've done over the last 12 years of your career, but really bring it at home so that people understand why it matters to them right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. It's and we've said it often on this show, but like you have to be very careful when you're interviewing that you don't make it about you. It's about mm -hmm. you, but it's sort of like, what can you do for them? So they're right. only really interested in the parts of your experience that are you know, going to help them out. So I, I always, that that's really interesting that you say it like that, just because I completely agree. Meet Georgia Tech's Scheller's full-time evening and executive MBA programs consistently ranked top 20 in the nation. In fact, the evening MBA program is the number one part-time MBA program in all of Georgia. Students at Scheller can choose from 14 concentration options to major in, including sustainability, business analytics, supply chain, international business, and more. Scheller's full-time MBA program is ranked number one among top business schools when comparing total tuition costs with the average starting salary. Tuition is over 50% lower than other comparable ranked programs. In addition to the affordable tuition, Scheller offers many scholarships and fellowships for women, making an investment in you and your MBA accessible. Scheller is all about career transformation. Their MBA career services are ranked top five in the world six years running. Plus, their advisors can assist you through one-on-one -on -one coaching, interview prep, resumes and career development workshops, career fairs, and more. Scheller is located in the heart of Atlanta's Tech Square, an area with the highest density of startups, corporate innovators, and researchers in the southeastern U.S., We've spoken about the importance of networking and students at Scheller are able to gain real world experience with tech square neighbors through practicums, projects, and internships. Women are leaders in the Scheller community and have many opportunities to build their leadership skills through student-led clubs, committees, events, and leadership development programs. Scheller's network extends around the world with more than 26,000 alumni and 100 local and global corporate partnerships including the Forte Foundation and Women in Technology. 
Plus, they also have organizations that advocate for women's professional development. A Scheller MBA experience is unmatched. The college ranks top 10 in business analytics, information systems, operations, and supply chain, and is ranked number three for MBA classroom experience. The class of 2023 achieved a record-breaking average salary of $154,679, which is a 12.5% increase from the previous year. Some of the nation's leading innovators recruit from Scheller, such as Honeywell, Delta Airlines, Bain & Company, UPS, McKinsey & Company, and PwC. Visit gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller's MBA programs. One more time, that's gtmbawomen.com to learn more about Georgia Tech's Scheller's MBA programs. So you mentioned there are people out there who will come to you and they're like, I'm getting a ton of job interviews, but I'm not getting the job offer, even if I'm super qualified. What are some overlooked interview mistakes that you see? You know, people that are super qualified, but they're not getting the job offer. So somewhere along the line, they're making some mistakes. What are those overlooked interview mistakes? Yes. So luckily we've been talking about a few of them. So take some notes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Re-listen to this. (laughs) But I will also add to that is that sometimes when you're going after the roles that you want, sometimes you might feel excited about the role, but you're not really excited about the company. And Unfortunately, you might not think they notice that, but interviewers do notice it. And so while you might have all the experience for that particular role and know that you could do that, when they ask you questions like, why do you want to work here? Or what about this feels like the right next step for you? Or overall, when they're asking you to confirm why you want to work there, when your answers fall flat, when you don't really seem connected with them, or God forbid, when you're asking them, what does your company do? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Please don't ever, you should know, you guys. (laughs) When you ask those questions or just when you don't seem confident about what they are doing, they feel that. And so what that tells them is that while you might be a great fit for the role, you won't be a long-term fit for the company. And whenever interviewers are interviewing you, hiring managers are interviewing you, they're looking for a role fit and a culture fit, right? They're looking for someone who's going to align with the role, but also who's going to thrive and be able to align with the culture. And so when you don't have that culture fit because you just probably didn't really think too much about the company or you're just looking for a job and you're just applying, 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 and then you get the interviews because you are amazing at what you do. But by the time you have the conversation, you don't really know if you even care about the company, then you're ultimately probably not going to get that job because they're going to go with that person who does care, right? And you might find, because you know, we all kind of do those LinkedIn snooping, you might find that the person who did get the job maybe had less experience than you. But maybe they got it because the experience they had was enough to get them in the role fit category. And then they also showed that they were a culture fit. So I would say that is why I start off. And that's the first step in my in my coaching program for my clients is clarity, because you need to make sure that the roles that you're applying for are worth your time and worth their time as well. And then I would say the other piece is confidence. A lot of times we don't really think about this because you just, a lot of times when it comes to our job search, for some reason, we're always on autopilot of like, just reply, apply, apply, interview, interview, interview. And no one's really thinking about the confidence piece. But in reality, it plays a big part of how you show up in your job search. Because even if you are amazing at what you do, if you had a toxic work environment, if you had a boss who demeaned you, if you had a boss who overlooked your your track record or your results, 
those things could play a part in how well you're able to talk about those accomplishments. Because if you're used to someone else not validating that or making you feel small or overlooking those things, then unfortunately, a lot of times that kind of impacts how you see those accomplishments. So if you haven't taken the time to understand the value of what you've done in the past, when you talk about that in an interview, maybe you you talk about it and brush it off. Or maybe you say things like we instead of I, because you don't want to own the part that you played and you think it's better to talk about your team. And all of those things override your confidence and make the interviewer question if you really are ready or capable for that job. Because often when an interviewer is looking at your resume, you you might know it, but they're excited. Like they're excited when they see someone who could be a match. But when you come in the interview and you are doubtful and you are unsure of yourself and you're not clear, then it makes them question like, oh, I don't know. (laughs) And if you leave them guessing, then they're going to go to the candidate who didn't make them guess. So those are, there's a lot, there's a lot of other things that could come into part, but I will say that those are kind of the, one of the major ways that people unfortunately sabotage themselves when they, even though they are qualified for the roles they're interviewing for. Brene Brown always says, how you talk about yourself matters. And I share this with clients a lot too, where if I'm working with someone where I'm like, you are amazing, but you have to believe it and you have to be able to talk about it and not let that self-doubt creep in. And I know job searches are, especially if you were laid off, there's there's a whole slew of like the emotional roller coaster that comes with that. But one thing I like to tell people to do when they're in the job search is also like come up with some mantras or some examples of times that you were really successful and remind yourself of that mm-hmm. because the job search is filled with so many things you can't control. One thing that you can control is reminding yourself like how amazing you are. And right. I also really love the advice I give to people who are job searching. I'm like find another person job searching, like be each other's hype women and remind each other of how great you are. And the fact that this company would be lucky to get you. I think it's so, you know, it's so easy to have the tables turn the other way where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm desperate. Or like, you know, my last job, they always told me I was a bad communicator. These people like are probably thinking I'm a bad communicator Mm -hmm. because I didn't like, it's so easy to just like that inner critic just like takes over. And I agree with you. I think confidence is a big piece. I know for a fact, I got my job at Hulu. I was in recruiting and I had no prior recruiting experience. And I know I was going against a person who had recruiting experience, but I got it because I was so excited about the job. Mm-hmm. And so I think your point about the autopilot candidate who comes in and is like, I was doing this job before. I know I can do it here versus the person who's like, maybe I haven't done this job before, but here are all the reasons why I'd be amazing. Here's why I'm obsessed with your company. And I mm-hmm. truly believe in what you guys are doing. I, I I've seen that so many times. That's such a good point. Speaking of confidence, I do want to get your tips on staying confident during a tough job search. What else would you add in terms of like people who are job searching right now who maybe have been at it for a little longer than they'd like? What What are your tips for them to not lose that, that hope? Yes. And I do want to touch on what you just said, because that's so true. Like a lot of our clients, I'm thinking about one in particular, she used to like undermine her experience. Like she was working at a company where she was the younger, the youngest, one of the youngest people on her team, even though she was like in a mid senior, mid manager position. And she doubted herself. She didn't think that she was capable because of that experience. But once she really understood the value of that and what she brought to the table, she ended up getting a job at Spotify. And the manager who's not her manager now told her that they, there was a person who had 10 plus years of experience over her, but they hired her because of her ability to communicate her value and what she could do for them specifically. And so it's so possible. And segue into your question of 
the people who you maybe have, you've been at your job search for so much time and you're doubting yourself. You you've been rejected. You started off confident, but now you're like, who is that confident person? I don't remember her. Yeah, <laughs> I exactly. <think> that. <laughs> I think that it's important. One of the things that I talk about often is your career is just one part of your life. And it is a very important part of your life, especially if you are an ambitious high achiever. And when you're in your job search and it's been going on for a while, it's really important to find other areas of your life that you enjoy. Because if you spend all of your time sitting in front of your laptop, applying for jobs to your eyes are hurting, <laughs> you're going to fit and you're not getting anywhere with it. You're going to feel like your life is not moving in the right direction. You're going to feel like you're not where you, you want to be. But when you look around at other areas of your life, maybe your family, maybe your friends, maybe you have a really great hobby that you put to the side. You know, like when you look at those other things, you'll realize that there are other areas in your life that are going really well. And so I just challenge you, if you're in that place where you've been at your job search for some time, to prioritize your job search, absolutely, but also prioritize other parts of your life. I have an article where I talk about five ways to bounce back after getting laid off on my on my Forbes column. And I talk about in one of those, one of the, one of the pieces in the article, I say, write down five qualities of your life that are important to you outside of your career. And then make a goal to prioritize all of those things throughout the week. Not just your job search, but all of those things. Because what's going to happen is that you'll have more energy to pour into your job search because you're getting filled in other areas. And then on top of that, you might even have more clarity because through spending time not working on your job search, your mind is still thinking about what do you want? What are you excited about? What are you looking for? What is What have you done? And that then allows you to be more productive when you are sitting down to work on your job search. And then I'll also say, get clear on your track record. Have your brag sheet, right? Like a lot of times people think that being being humble is the best way. And I don't know who gave us, especially women, who gave us that advice. <laughs> but when yeah. it comes to your job search, knowing why you're great does not make you arrogant. Knowing why you're great at what you do helps other people make informed decisions about whether or not they should hire you. And anytime you are trying to overlook your overlook your skills, belittle your skills, diminish it, you rob the interviewer, the person reading your resume of the opportunity to decide with the full knowledge of whether or not they should interview you or hire you for the role. And so it really is important for you to get clear on what is the things that you're good at. I like to tell my clients, like, you got to know yourself as well as you know your phone number, like know your background and your track record, like the back of your hand, because that's when you get confident. That's when you're able to talk about it with ease and you don't make it a big deal in a sense, because it's just who you are and what you've done and what you're capable of. And so I would say getting clear on what you bring to the table is a game changer because your accomplishments, your results, your track record doesn't diminish because your job search has taken longer than you wanted it to. Like the things that you've done don't stop. So I would say that those are my tips for building that confidence. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I think that's a perfect place to end the episode too is because I, I want people to have this advice to know, especially I think you're, your point about like find some other things. I almost think one of the worst things about a job search is that it can become all consuming. So you've mm -hmm. got to break it up. You've got to treat yeah. it like it's, it gets a couple hours in the morning, afternoon, whatever your flow is going, but then you have to find other things. I had had an interview with Rainsford Stoffer who wrote all the gold stars and it was all about how we can reimagine ambition. And she talks about find things to be ambitious about in your life that aren't your career, your friends, your 
church group, your, you know, whatever volunteer organization, your workout class, I don't really care. Just find something else to be ambitious about besides work, because I think we've all learned the hard lesson of that. And I think it was a really good point that maybe just like permission for us to all be ambitious about something other than work, where I feel like especially high achieving women, it's like you had to have the blinders on. It had to be work, work, work all the time. You know, we also Mm -hmm. have another episode um, that you guys can listen to about the good enough job. So we've got a lot of stuff on that. So I'll put some of that stuff in the show notes. The other thing I was just going to mention about what you said about knowing yourself is I also sometimes when I'm working with clients will recommend some assessments. I really like career fitter, which is basically which career is right for you. I'll put a link to that. And also strengths finder. I know people have feelings about it. I think if you are really, really struggling, I think sometimes those tests can help kind of boost that creative energy. But ultimately, at the end of the day, you have to relate any of those things back to real life. So, you know, I'll put links to both of those assessments in the show notes as well for people who need a starting point, as well as your Forbes column. So tell people where they can find you, you know, stalk you, all the things (laughs) after this episode. (laughs) Yes. So I do have a Forbes column. You could just Google my name and Forbes, or you can go to my Instagram, which is the new employees. And I have a link for that as well. And if you want more of my strategies and just a lot of more, want to dive in a little bit deeper on the things that I taught or share today, I do have a class and you can, if you want to learn more about the class and how you can be a part of it, you can just DM me on Instagram, the word ready, and I'll share with you the details on how you can join my class where I talk about the secrets to land that next senior role that you'll love at a better company for you. Amazing. So we'll put a link to your Forbes column and your Instagram in there. Adonola, this has been so fantastic. Thanks for for sharing these tips with us today. Yes. Thank you for being here and listening. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please take your time to rate, review, and subscribe. Insider tip is one review equals a thousand downloads. And that's the number one way that you can support our show. So we can be back here each week with amazing guests. I will also be offering a giveaway to one lucky listener. You'll get free access to our online course, the confidence crunch to enter, leave a comment on today's Instagram reel with your biggest takeaway from today's episode. If you're thinking about making a career move, but not sure where to start, try our favorite career assessment tool called career fitter. It has a free version that will tell you which career is right for you. And I link to career fitter in the show notes. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.